What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. I am your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but it's still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with somebody and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from New York City, John Weisbrot. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I saw you mouthing it, worried I was going to say it wrong. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I I feel like everyone has gotten it wrong. And I taught elementary school. Yeah. And those kids, not even close. Well, because it's not spelled the exact same way. No, it's spelled so in a difficult way. Yeah. I I remember one kid calling me like Wise Brown, and I'm just like, good enough. Yeah, we're close. Well, we were talking about it before, but I get that a lot. Brandon, Brian, Brendan. I'm like, yeah, it's Braden. Yeah, it's fine. It's close enough. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. John. uh, John is a musician, for those of you listening. You've never been on before. So we'll get a little backstory from you, how you got into music, everything like that. But you now currently live in New York City. We just went and saw an awesome show you had at Dumbo House. Mm-hmm. Pinky's up, very swanky. A little fancy. Thank you for coming. You dressed perfectly. Yes. You had yeah. the swank. The you said dark jeans, but then I wore a blazer too. I was trying to like. I was going to do the exact same thing. and then You I'll... wore like a regular jacket. Yeah, kind of. I... And I was like, what the fuck are I, you I doing? I totally backed out. And then when Why? I saw it, I don't, I just, I, I looked at the blazer. I was like, it's a little big. And then I saw you in it and I went, oh, fuck. Should have worn the blazer. Should have worn the blazer. It's always the second too late. Yeah. Uh, before we get too far into any kind of stories or anything like that, plug everything up front. Your social media, the John, uh, uh, excuse me, the band social media, which is John and the Projectors. Let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah. So we're on TikTok and Instagram at John and the Projectors. That's John spelled J-O-N. So J-O-N-A-N-D-T-H-E Projectors. My Instagram is John Weisbrot Music. W-E-I-S-B-R-O-T. Yep. And uh, yeah, we have a show. This will come out in two weeks. Okay, well, we, we, had ju- a show. we just had a great show at New Blue on the 13th. Hell yeah. Oh, it was sick. It was crazy. And um, we, we're, having, we're booking some December shows, so, okay. and we're going to have some music out soon, so follow awesome, along dude. for that. I wanted to ask you, because you've been doing music most of your life. Yeah. Uh, because when I was talking to, uh, my girlfriend, Tracy, her brother, Jeff, huge fan, shout out, Jeff, shout out, Jeff. Um, he was telling me how you played music at Ohio state. Cause I was like, Oh, have you ever performed in front of like a big crowd before? And Jeff was like, you have no idea because you did a, a, a saxophone solo, if I'm not mistaken, in front of the entire horseshoe. Yeah. Jeff a hundred and like 10,000 people. Oh yeah. Jeff and my father will bring it up. Like anywhere, like we'll be at anybody a, who will listen. We'll be at it. a funeral, and he'll be like, "Have you seen this video from five years ago?" And yeah, it, it was insane. Uh, you went mo- to school for music, though. I right? went to school for music education, jazz studies. Okay, and I was never part of the marching band because they didn't have saxophones, and it's like a really big time commitment. I wanted to gig and stuff. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, I knew one of my professors wrote shows for the marching band, and he, and when you say write shows, because I have a lot of comics on, some oh, actors yeah. and stuff. But I've never, I mean, I've had musicians on, but I don't think I've ever had a classically trained musician on. So when you say write shows, you mean the professor would write the music he for He wrote the and arranged show. the entire music and okay. then someone else would arrange, you know, the formations and their movements. Okay. And he wrote a specific like hundred years of jazz show and I just got it. And he retired and he called me and he was like, hey, what are you doing next week? Oh, really? Yeah, I was like that. I was like expecting like, oh, nice, another like corporate gig. And he yeah. was like, you want to like do a solo with the, the marching band? Was this while you were still at Ohio State? This was my senior year. Yeah. Okay. 
and it was so he wrote all this did all this work and then retired and then the next year when they're putting the show together he was like hey do you want to perform in this yeah he's like this this show calls for solos and not just like you know there's the classic dotting the eye there's a a a tuba player sousaphone player that's dancing around instead of on the field i know but instead of that it was on a stage yeah and uh they were like wear a suit because it's jazz and i got to rip a improvised solo in front of 110,000 people. That's awesome. And it was the it was they lost that game. It was the one where Baker Mayfield uh yeah, punched yeah. the flag, but Yeah, cuz we talked about this because then uh just a few weeks ago in the NFL, Nick Bosa played against Baker Mayfield, Nick Bosa famously of Ohio State. Famous. And sacked Baker Mayfield pretty bad and then went to the middle of the field and because Baker Mayfield's known because he waved the flag and then stabbed it right in the middle of the Ohio State. So Nick Bosa in the NFL waved like an imaginary flag and then stabbed it right in the middle of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers field to kind of get him back. That's that's payback. Never forget. Never. As they say. Ne- yeah. It's there's 9-11 a, there's a, and then getting and then, beaten in college football, I think, are the two things. That was the, really the most important things for that phrase. It was. <laughs> But you were at that game. You performed at halftime. I performed at halftime. And then uh, I don't know if they were selling drinks or we brought drinks, but we were not sober for the rest of the game. Really? Oh, because we were celebrating. Because I know some universities have dry campuses where you can't, like Notre Dame is famous for this, like you can't drink in the stadium. Like they don't sell alcohol. Do they sell alcohol in the stadium at Ohio State? They do. I'm trying to remember when I was sitting in the student section if they didn't in the student section. I mean, we snuck it in. Yeah. But uh, we were, but you know, we were on the field. We got to watch the game from, from the, the sidelines, Hell which yeah. is insane. And it was were you out of your game. element? Oh, it was so weird. I mean, seeing well, saying, all these yeah. ESPN trucks. Well, not only and that, but that. like all these at like because. Like those oh, no, guys I, I are... perfectly get along. I mean, we look the same. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, it was just. A five foot eight Jewish man, <laughs> five He's foot like, seven. I'm not. I'm not lying. Okay. Not lying. You're like, hey guys, <laughs> hey. Even uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> we play the session before. Did you see called, Chase Young, six foot six, two hundred ninety pounds. He's like, the fuck are you doing out here? Like, hey Chase, how you doing? Yeah. Um. There's a session before the game called the Skull Session where we get pumped up and they do a version of the show. Now and wait, the Skull Session. When you say pumped up, like who is that for? It's is for, that for the, the students. Band, the students and the band performs. So the band performs pre-game. Yeah. Okay. And and then there's like a whole March thing that I wasn't a part of. I don't know. And Urban Meyer, great great guy. Hey, uh, historical. Oh, you know what? I have to remain neutral because he won us the national championship. He did. I played against him when they won at uh, uh, University of Florida when they won the national oh, championship. Wow. Yeah. But then when he came to uh, coach the Jags, I was working at a restaurant called Roos Chris right on the water, and he would eat there all the time. And his security like came in, and they were like, there's no talking to Urban. There's no, like, just take his order, bring him his food, and leave him alone. And I was like, who the fuck does this guy think yeah, he who is? Who the fuck do you like, think you are? Well, because, and I say that because one of my regulars at the restaurant across the river that I worked at, Morton's, was the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and his son. Like, Tony Khan, who owns the, a bunch of stuff. He's a billionaire. Yeah. Sweetest guy in the world. And then oh, this nice. fucking football coach comes in, <laughs> and he's like, no one speak to him. And I'm like... One of my regulars is a billionaire. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? They were kind of like that uh, in the in the session, too, yeah. In the because he was there. He yeah. was the one where I kind of immediately was like, I'm out of my element because yeah. he's just really tall, and you know, some of us are kind of like, should we say something? You yeah, know, the yeah. rest of the band, they're they've done it. They're yeah, they're it. used to it. But they were like, but four, this is your first time doing it because you're not a part of the first band. time doing it. And there were four or five of us that were these featured soloists. So we kind of were like, okay, we're sitting around, we're waiting for our cue. But then besides that, we're just hanging out. Yeah. So we're like, should we say hi to Irvin? Say hi to and you. people were like, don't fucking even. Yeah, don't you're don't even go near him. He was tall. <laughs> tall as fuck. Yeah, he's well. To me, he's not that tall. But oh, to yeah, you. to me. I mean, everyone's so tall. You're like, wow. <laughs> I want to talk about that. So because we were talking about going to Ohio State for music and for jazz. Uh, how did you get into music at all? Wow. Uh, like I asked my guests because normally my guests are comics. And yeah, comedy is a niche thing, and it's a very niche thing. So everyone always has a story about like, oh, I was introduced to it through this. Music obviously is much broader. You do a specific kind of music. I listening to your band and hearing some of your uh, your um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for videos. No, your uh, 
songs. Your music. Yeah, originals. Your originals. Yeah. Thank you. Listening to some of your originals, it's it's got a jazz vibe to it. Definitely has a, a tinge uh, of jazz. Yeah. That's where we're all trained. Yeah. So, but how, so jazz is a niche thing when it comes to music. You guys aren't out there like doing pop punk or anything like that. So how did you, first of all, how did you find out that you were musically inclined? And second of all, how did you pick jazz? Funny enough, it's om- it's probably similar to a lot of comedian I would assume stories so, yeah. where I was always kind of performing for people at home. I was doing like imitations of family members okay. and all of that. And I, the thing I was good at would be music class in elementary school. And I asked to take piano lessons and there were classes. So you asked, you weren't told to take piano lessons. No, I wanted to. Take, yeah. I mean, my parents probably would have like tried to anyways. Yeah. And they would take me to like, you know, Philharmonic concerts as a, as a little kid and all that and mommy and me class and all that. But really, I would take these classical piano lessons and, you know, I'd like playing the stuff. But then I remember being like, okay, I'm going to like play it a little differently. I'm going to try. I'm going to, you know. You're going to change the world. I was improvising without knowing it. Yeah. And uh, my high school, surprisingly, had this like killer jazz so, ensemble. but before you got to any of that, oh, yeah. how old are you when you're going to these piano lessons and stuff? Oh, like five, six, okay. seven years old. Because you took a big jump there. You're talking about six you're and right, seven. All the, you skipped a decade of music. It's not important. No. Uh, no, but so, but that's what I wanted to ask because everyone, when you get into high school, everyone kind of finds their thing. For me, I played football. A lot of people find sports or music or theater. And you had music because you knew that's what you were going to do. But like through elementary school and middle school, are you a part of the band? I remember my middle school had like a band that you could like do. Yeah, we had a fourth grade band. Okay. And I remember she taught us, shout out to Mrs. Schuin. Huge shout out, Mrs. Schuin. And she taught us Smoke on the Water. Okay. And you got to play that using. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. You You have to play it using the blues scale. And then she had this lesson after that. I was like, hey, you can play this scale however you want. Because it's the blues, baby. It's the, it's the blues, baby. And you can uh, you said it better. make it. <laughs> you said it better. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hey, yours are pretty good. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, uh, I, I learned like, oh, I can just play. I can improvise and create my own thing. But in like a context where like if I change this, it's always going to work. Yeah. And... Outside of that, I was just listening to more music. I remember accidentally seeing the movie Ray. Okay. Uh, on when you say accidentally, why? I was that was just on TV. It was okay. on like BET, and I was yeah, watching yeah. it. And uh, I remember hearing one of the songs, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I like, ran to the piano and tried to figure it out. Did you figure it out? Yeah. Ah, that's crazy. And I, uh, met- I mean, it is interesting though, because like I'll hear jokes. Similarly to music, like you can hear music and be like, okay, let me figure this out. And I can do, I mean, like most comics, we can do a lot of that with jokes. Like, And you could do that a lot with like cadence. Yeah, well, like something delivery. will happen and I'll go, okay, that if I just said that, it's not funny, but I can make this funny. Yes. So I'm sure it's similar with music where you hear something, you go, how did they get there? And you figure it out. And you go, oh my God, that's, and then you kind of, in a way you're like, that's simpler than I thought. Yeah. You know, it sounds complicated, but it's always easy, but you're like, oh, that's not that bad. Yeah. You're like, I've I've done this a million times. And then you're like, oh, I could do this. I can put my own thing. Yeah. I can make it it my, I could, you know, add my own lyrics or I could. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Buffalo, New York. Go Bills. Okay. You're legally required. Just like the OHIO thing. You're legally required to to say say go Bills. Bills. I mean, I love to. Yeah. I'm a big Bills Uh, fan. uh, what, what yeah. are they? It's let's go Buffalo. Yeah, that's yeah. It. Let's shout, go Buffalo. My brother's getting married. Shout out to Josh and huge shout out, Josh. Huge shout out and <laughs> and <laughs> he. What's required for his wedding for the band that they're gonna hire is like you can play whatever you want. You know all these good. You know play energetic music. You have to play shout and you have to do the Bills version. Okay. And so that's I'm sure every wedding band knows shout. Yeah, yeah. It's not when a- I I went to a Bills bar in uh, Astoria with Tracy, beautiful, uh, to meet some of her friends, and uh, she is beautiful. Thank you for noticing. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah. she's gonna like that. She is. Uh, but uh, I didn't realize that was her thing because in Jacksonville we have a lot of little like quirky things, but our big like thing that everyone knows is the Duval, and that's what we do. That's oh, whenever we score you a just touchdown. say Duval? Yeah, but we shout it, and it's very intimidating. It was I, actually voted one of the top five most intimidating chants 
at any NFL stadium. I would talk shit about that, but you did just beat us in London. Yeah. So I kind yeah, of like, ah. fucking smoked you guys. Uh, yeah, well, you were there for two weeks straight. But then uh, when we were at the Bills bar, they started doing the, eh, and I love Wedding Crashers, and that song's really big in that movie. Oh, it's the. So I was like, what do we do? Like, this is like, I'm shout, I'm jumping up and down, and I'm like, I'm like Vince Vaughn in Wedding Crashers, and then they go, let's go, Buffalo. And I was like, this is way better than Duval. Like, this is so much more fun. They really made it. They really made it their own. Yeah, they made 100%. it. And it's a song, it, but it is weird when they sing it on field goals too. You're like kind of yeah, like on. half ass doing it. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> so I want to talk about it. You grew up in Buffalo. Grew up in Buffalo, and then you went to go. You left Buffalo to go to Ohio State. Yeah, and I was in in high school. I joined I, this jazz ensemble that I thought was the coolest thing ever. Of course you did. It seemed really cool. I remember like being the only freshman in it and just So you being... were that good as a freshman where you were like getting into these No, I just had like potential and I like oh, really yeah. wanted yeah. to work. Yeah. And I think they saw that and they're like, Okay, let's give him like the shittiest part. What like, part was it? Second alto, baby. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It's the worst. The worst. If the... I know anything about altos, second alto second... is the worst. You wanna be yeah, so You wanna be in that one chair. You wanna be one. I mean, come on. Well now it's John and the projectors, so little bit of a one yeah Some, you just, are the one sometimes how did the band so you go to for the so, listeners i wanted to uh, yeah. let them know how you got to new york so you go to ohio state i go to ohio state i'm in a bunch of i'm getting my degrees i'm getting i'm in a bunch of bands uh we're traveling we're doing shows outside ohio and then you know my degree was music education mm -hmm. so i was like you know what let me try this i got a job teaching elementary music in Columbus at, City in Columbus. Schools and while playing with all these bands and yeah. it was really fun, really cool. How long did you do that? Because you said you were in Ohio for five years. So what did you do that for like I did year? that for three years. I was in Ohio for seven years. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. it's okay. Wow. You finished school in four years. Sorry. Yeah. Is that... That's good. Oh, thank you. Because technically, this is a real beef I have with the education system. Tell you me. You get full time is 12. I mean, when I was going to school, it's 12 credit hours. Yeah. So if you take the summer off, you need 120 credits to graduate. So 120 divided by 12 is 10 semesters, which is five years. Oh. So that, I get so pissed when people are like, because it took me longer, but that's because I failed a bunch of classes. That's beside the point. The point is, if you don't go to school for the summer and you just take the, the max, like the minimum slash, you know, the full time, the minimum full time, which is 12 credit hours, it would take you five years to graduate. Oh, for sure. And I took summer classes and music majors. You're always at 18 credits for some See? reason. So that's the thing. So you could have finished in three years if you wanted to. Nah, I mean, well. Three and a half. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, it was, they they, they put on these like zero credit classes like over and over again. And yeah. Just spending hour, you know, you're spending like five, six hours practicing a day. Yeah. And it's a it's, lot. It's crazy. Well, then I'm sure you practice in your own time. So when did when did you decide to come to New York? So the pandemic happened, lockdown happened. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I liked living in Columbus, but I liked traveling with bands mm -hmm. and, and then going back to my teaching job. That was cool. Well, teaching music remotely, like 50 kindergartners at a yeah, time. That's gotta be horrific. Not fun. Yeah. And I always knew I wanted to uh, live in New York and I thought grad school was a good opportunity. So. I, uh, yeah, I, I went to NYU and Four. that's uh, Jazz Performance Masters. Okay, so a quick question, and this might be uh, my naivete talking, mm -hmm. but if you just perform a lot of jazz, wouldn't you be considered a master of jazz performance? Oh, I would say most people that get the jazz masters aren't jazz masters. So okay. it, was, it was, you know, it was a good way to move to New York, meet some musicians. Does that uh, offer you any sort of like uh, pliability in the workforce? No. Like to be, but you know what I'm saying. It like gets in, you. It gets you meeting people. Yeah. And like my professors are either like old legends or like people that are just doing it. Yeah. On the front line. Well, we have a guy. We have a guy who comes into the restaurant that I work at now, and he like played with Miles Davis. Like old. He's like in his late 80s, early 90s. Do you remember his name? Uh, was it? Was he a drummer? Do you know that? I can't remember. If it's Al Foster. It's not Al. Oh, maybe it is Al Foster. It's a black guy. Yeah. Uh, gray hair. I mean, like old, old, <laughs> like old, old guy. It might be. I went to a show. I went to his like 80th birthday show. Okay. And he was like at the end, and he was amazing. One of my professors was playing with him. And at the end, he came out and he's like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just not what I used to be. We're all like, no, shut the that fuck up. Fucking, You're the best. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he tells stories about Miles Davis. And he's like, well, me and Miles, we went. And I was like, holy shit, dude. It's, 
one of my professors, it was Miles, one of Miles Davis' sax players. That's awesome. And he would be like, they made us box to get into Miles' band. You had to box him. You had to, you had to box Miles? To box. He was super into boxing. And you had to, and he's like, if you can box, you could be a part of the band. Wow. It was super cool. Do you did stuff like that for John and the Projectors? Yeah, definitely a lot of uh, initiations. Is there initiations? Like, of or course. Or just like, hey guys, I need bandmates. Yeah, it's like, hey, okay. we have a gig. Yay. Hey, we have a good gig. <laughs> so you moved to New York during the pandemic to get your master's. And then what, because now I met you uh, through Jeff um, and Tracy. And it was interesting because we were talking about this at the Dumbo House show. But you were like, oh, no, yeah, I just do music full time now. Yeah. Which I was like, that's the fucking dream. Like, as comics, we're like, if we can just get to a point where we can make rent doing comedy, that's it. Life, like, we're good. Yes. And you were just like, casually, you're like, yeah, no, all I do is music. And I was like, what? Like, that's astounding. But how did you get there? Like, how did you start John and the Projectors? Did you just move to New York and you're like, I want to be in a band or these people you went to NYU with? Or Well, I went and I was in this program and people just weren't gigging i mean part of it was lockdown but yeah. i remember playing i had like a jazz trio i was doing that thing we were playing gigs from new in new york yeah we were how did you meet them uh through the same program we were playing some some you know we we're getting paid we we're playing some decently paid gigs not the best place but what it was year is this 2021 so it was like okay. it was like oh it's right open. after yeah. great so everyone one of the guys was like yeah i don't want to do this gig and I was like, we all made like 150 bucks. Like, what do you, after the gig or before? Yeah, the gig? like after. He's like, I just don't want to, I don't like it there. And I was like, oh, like, he's like, I'd rather just, and like, you know what? That's fine if that's totally yeah. what you're going for. He's like, I'd rather just meet up at school and just play and like work with each other. And he I just was, wants to jam. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, no, I want a gig. Yeah. So I kind of. Look at you putting your foot down. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm I'd, I'd still a person I, I'd play with and all that yeah. and in just a different context. But No, but I understand that because it'd be like if I was like going to go on a run of shows and then someone I'm working with was like, actually, I just want to stay in the city and do open mics. Yeah. Like, okay, like, then I'm going to oh, get someone I'm, else because I'm, I'm still going. doing these shows. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm going to work. Yeah. And uh, I a group of guys that um, we were all in the same improv class. We all were good jazz musicians. That's jazz improv for those of you. Jazz listening. improv. And uh, we were all jazz musicians that didn't just play jazz. Like yeah. uh, my guitar players, super big into like punk, math rock sort of okay. stuff and, and other guys and, and other styles. So yeah, we just got along and I had all these original songs. I got really into songwriting when I was in Columbus. And Yeah, you're a musician. And uh, It's like a comic being like, for some reason, I was just writing <laughs> really like jokes. Writing joke. I, don't, I don't know what happened. Well, I feel like we probably look at the same things happening. And you go, that's a bit. And I go, yeah. that's a song. And yeah. the, the song just takes forever to write. And the Yeah, bit that's got to like, take way longer. Oh, it has to like really be a profound thing. Yeah. That, like, stays well, like, I've, got, I've had profound things happen to me, but then the bit is like 45 seconds long. Yeah, I mean, there's positive and negatives. Yeah, like I'll have a, th I'll have a four minute song about one thing yeah. I saw, but because the turnover so takes so much longer. Well, that's the other thing too. Is like, I mean, my bits mean a lot to me because they're a lot of most of the time they're stories that have happened to me, and then I try to work them into jokes. Um, and you know, it's like getting arrested, or you know, when I was younger and I was suicidal, or like you know, getting cheated on, or and like I try to work these into like funny. I have a bits. cheated on song, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've got a plenty of cheated on jokes, oh, but yeah. for me, it's easier. I want. I mean, it's different. I shouldn't say easier, but it's different because I can write the joke, and then the joke is like, and it's like forty-five seconds. It's like in and out, bang, bang, boom, and it's like okay. But then the further, like, it, I don't know, it's weird because with a song, like, there's a bridge and there's a chorus and you have to, like, really make sure it's profound. And then a lot of times people don't even listen to the words, which I guess is similar to joke writing because a lot of times in a club, people are only half paying attention. Yeah. So for you, like, do you write, like, so say when you get cheated on, do you write, like, one song about it? Or will you write, like, s songs and songs and songs? I guess that's where I'm going. Yeah, I, I write... I'll write, like, 50 different... Or not 50. I'll write, like, 15 different bits about something. I'll write songs and songs and songs. Sometimes I'll have kind of premises. Like, I have a list on my phone of, like, yeah, I could write a song about this or about that. Yeah. Sometimes I just come up with melodies or grooves or, or something. And then just you're, grooving, baby. you're kind of... You're kind of matching like socks. You're like, oh, this musical thing matches this theme, yeah. this story. And a lot of times I'll write a song, maybe a breakup song, and then I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to exaggerate. I'm going to make it like totally not really about this, but kind of use that moment. Yeah. And then the actual 
moment will happen in the future and you're like oh i already got it. yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> cool this is more fun to sing now <laughs> i wrote it now i wrote it um i wanted to ask you about uh so then john and the projectors was born we were born and now you tour and you actually do something i want to bring this up to the listeners because this is a really go get them go for the gusto kind of a thing you do go get them you uh will walk by bars in the city and i've watched john do this and if it says live music anywhere on the uh, like front of the bar, you'll take a picture of that bar and then you will call them or email them and be like, hey, I have a band. You said you do live music. Yeah. And how often you do that for any time you see it, right? All the time. And which is insane to me because I never thought like as someone who does comedy, you're like, yeah, you obviously reach out to comedy clubs. But 99% of the time they're like, no, like we're going to we'll book you if we want to book you. Like you don't have to reach out to us. Like we know comics. You that, know what I mean? That never happened. I mean, it does for like bigger venues, but for small venues in New York and restaurants, that will never happen. Yeah. So it's because they don't, they just have, they just have it and people will come to, and they kind of let whatever bands playing bring the people. Yeah. It's not, and that that is a benefit of comedy is that there are people outside being like, who just want to go this see comedy. Com yeah. Com well, and with comedy too, there's people who, like love stand up, which I'm sure there's people who love music, but music is so much broader. Yeah. And I think it's only gotten worse where I've seen gigs or I've gone up to venues and the bouncers like, who are you here to see? Oh, really? And I was like, oh, I, I just want to know what, what kind of music is playing. And they're like, no, which band are you here to see? Because that band's going to get a percentage yeah. of people that were only there to see them. Oh, and yeah. It, we it, call them bringers in comedy. Yeah, it, intim it intimidates you to be like, oh, I'm not going. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to. You can't just go out and see you can't the music. Just, yeah, so it kind of makes people not want to go they out. really tear down the music, Tear down the man. scene, man. You sound like we're a couple of potheads. Uh, oh, yeah. So then, okay, because we it's talked about It's a lot of this. emails. Yeah, you, but you don't get a lot of responses. No. I but get, the responses you do get, like how did you get Soho House? I think that was probably like a six month process of- Cause that's a big place to play. It's, uh, we love it. They treat us so well. It, it's kind of one yeah, of the- they charge like a thousand dollars every three <laughs> months to their members. I'd hope they treat They do well. treat us well. And you know, it's kind of like how most places should treat musicians. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I do the same thing with comedy. This is what it feels like. Yeah. This would be amazing if this was everywhere. Basically, we played a show at Rockwood Music Hall and we brought a ton of people. We had a good video of this like really cool moment where this weird, crazy, amazing harmonica player started soloing with us. Yeah. And we went back and forth. This lady DMs us on Instagram and says, hey, I work at Soho House. We'd love to book you. Oh, and I'm okay. like, great. I, we email back and forth. She just stops responding. That's we keep the emailing. Comes in. And then it's like, oh, I don't work there anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I just emailed them regardless. And I just, I kind of like every week emailed them until, until you say no, until you're like, we don't need anything else. Yeah. And they were, yeah, they were like, oh, great. Do you want to come in July? And I was like, yeah, sure. And they're like, here's the pay. And we're like, great. We're going to crush this gig. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, yeah. Yeah, because they, so, and then you ended up doing Dumbo House as a result because they're the same company. Yes. And now you're like, uh, you guys do regular performances at this place. Yeah, yeah, we've done two, we've done two times and I think we're going to be back in December, hopefully. Look at you. And, Look at you. you know, they're all growing up. Try a little, little thing. <laughs> Make it happen. I, I wanted to ask you, because you do have some crazy stories on here. Oh, yeah. Gig uh, and drinking stories. Yeah, you sent me, you sent me two headings. You were like, I, drinking I, stories, gig stories. I did have to go, I, I kind of was like lame in college. I feel like I didn't have that many great drinking Well, I want to talk to you about that. Yeah. So, um, when did you have your first drink? Were you still in Buffalo? In I yeah, I was 18. I wow. was in high school. Waited like I did. I went to a high school party which I didn't know really were a thing. And it wasn't even a party from my high school. So this is something interesting you just said that kind of resonates with me because I've heard this from other people. Now my twin sister and my older sister and my older brother were incredibly popular in high school. So I knew parties were a thing because they would have parties and go to parties. Yeah. Now I was a loner, so I never went, but I knew they were a thing. Now, I don't know if you say it jokingly like to throw it away, but the fact that you said, I didn't even know that was a thing. Were you, you and your group of friends, you guys weren't like, partying or going out to parties or anything like that no we were just kind of hanging out okay we were just like having bonfires and like watching movies and going to the drive-in it was 
pretty wholesome and yeah. not that exciting for and stories. And who were you hanging out with? The music kids, I'd assume. Uh, yeah, some music kids and some just just friends. You know, you just meet some a group of friends. Some fucking nerds, it sounds. Fucking like. nerds, yeah. AP Yay. AP classes. Yeah, I was an IB, so which is harder than AP. But oh we're not shit! I didn't even know those thing. existed. Yeah, it's oh. an international. It's called International Baccalaureate. It's an international Fuck. program, hardest classes you can take in the world. You win. You won. Do you oh. want your prize? Dick. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, uh, no, that's but good. I that's had I had this beer. At so this yeah, so you go to this party. It's not even your high school. Not my high school. It's so another high school. How did you find out about it? I was I was just friends with them. I was friends like one person. Okay, I went to a different school, and they were like, and hey, it was like, it's my birthday, and we're having a party, and there and there's gonna be alcohol <laughs> and i was like oh okay and i had one beer and i was like whoa really yeah i mean i was a lightweight so i was just like this is i was like this is fun like i wasn't drunk but i was but just like, like yeah i was just like it. yeah i'm feeling good so then when you decide why did you decide to go to ohio state it was i yeah i was just looking at big 10 schools i really like the campus and this, why big 10 school you live in buffalo Go to Syracuse. I didn't. I just didn't like. I didn't like those schools as much. Okay. No, but this is genuine because I wanted a big school that I could get into. I can be in a really good music program. Okay. But then if if let's say I'm I figure out I didn't want to. Yeah. That's like if I went to you still have the opportunity. Yeah. If I went to Juilliard and or something and was like, oh, I don't want to do music. You're fucked. You have to fucking quit. You have to leave the school and you wasted a crap ton of money. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I went to Ohio State. It was a great saxophone professor. This is so interesting because I have this conversation with Jeff all the time too. Uh, Jeff, uh, shout fr- out Jeff, friend again. of the show, part two. Uh, uh, but because he went to Michigan, yeah, and I'm like, you grew up in Boston. Why are you going across the country to go to Michigan? Yeah, it was. Well, I knew I didn't want to. I was kind of. I just didn't want to go to New York. I well, was so same thing. So and Tracy opened my eyes to this because I was like, Dad, that's ridiculous. Why would you go? And she goes, Brendan, you understand the only schools worth going to in Boston are private schools. So they're hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I didn't think all that through. Because in Florida, some of the best schools in the the state, the best school in the state, one of the best schools in the country, the University of Florida, is a public school. So it's like super cheap to go to. Yeah. And it's a huge school. Florida State, uh, uh, even some of the smaller schools, UNF, FSU, uh, excuse me, UCF. Uh, USF these are all still huge schools so when someone says they grew up in a certain area but then went across the country to go to college it blows my mind because I'm like wait you guys didn't grow up with some of the biggest coolest universities in the country like on your front door no I mean UB is cool I like UB what's UB University at Buffalo ugh Okay, yeah, 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 fair enough. Uh, but what a are lot- they, the uh, Buffaloes, right? Yeah, like the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. I know, it's the Blue Buffalo, I remember that. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of these Big Ten schools have like a lot of out-of-state out scholarships. Well, and they, they want to bring people in. Ohio State had a big music program? Yeah, they had a really, yeah, they had big music program in a, in a, in a nice- I, I just know this from playing football, but their marching band's like a big deal. Oh, that, yeah, they're, those people were crazy. It was a cult. Yeah. yeah, for that week I was like, I love the marching band, yeah. and the rest I was like, all right, yeah, you do. You guys are weird. You uh, guys are weird. So you get to Ohio State, and then, so you only drank that one time in high school, or did you drink after that? I think I only drank that one time. Okay, so then you graduate, boy, oh boy, here we go to college. When you show up to Ohio State, or is it like, oh yeah, Ohio State's one of the top party schools in the country. Oh, it is. Was it? No, yeah, like <laughs> I'm not saying that because <laughs> no, you're no, here, no. but I'm saying like it's legitimately ranked as a top party school in the country. It was a good time. So did you show up, and it was just like on? Yeah, it showed. I mean, it was all dorms or off campus dorms. So you and it was all around. Dorm. It was all around football games. So for that, like pre gaming and going out after was yeah. super fun. I you so know. did you when you get there because I find this interesting because when I showed up to school, Sean Michael Murphy, I'll never forget it. I showed up in the summertime. He was my uh, like dorm mate or whatever, my roommate. And as soon as my uncle left, and then as soon as his dad left, he's like, "Hey, do you want to hit this gravity bong?" And I was like. Because I had just got there. I was like, what is You're happening? Like, what? Because I didn't drink till late in my senior year of high school. But then I, dr- I, you know, I started to drink. Like, I started to party and stuff. But getting to college, I, I like, I went there to play football. And, like, that was my focus. Yeah. And then to have my roommate be like, and I was like, no, I'm not really a weed guy. He's like, well, then let's go find someone to get us some rum. Because he was from the Keys. He was like, a fu- he is a fucking pirate. Man. Hell so, yeah. So, to me, it, like, was immediate. Yeah. It was like right when I got there, it was like, oh, it's on. So for you, when you show up to Ohio State, I'm assuming it's the fall semester. Like, do you drop your bags in your dorm room and then you're like, let's go? 
Yeah, I I didn't at first. I was like, oh, we have this uh, dorm activity. Like, okay, we're so when you got that, that's the one I'm building. interested in. And yeah, then I yeah. think like the second night, someone was like, we're going out. And I was like, okay. Okay, cool. And, so you were uh, down. Yeah. And then, you know, we drank. I drank too much. You know, I Tell learned, that story. Those learned, are the best stories. I mean, I remember. What like, do you mean? This is the second night you're there. The second night I'm there. I you say you drank. Are you drinking like a beer? Are you doing shots? Oh, we're happening? doing. Oh, I mean, little fireball shots. Yeah. And then <laughs> now the, we're talking. The campus God. beer was natty light. Of course it was. It was at every campus. And uh, it was it was a good time. It yeah. was a good time. So what do you remember about that second night? Were you like, I love college. This is the greatest thing ever. Or were you like sick? Like, did you get? Did you end up throwing up? No, no. I ba- I barely thrown up to alcohol. It's usually okay. like it was like maybe twice, two or three times. Okay. I really have. So you had some drinks, and then did you end up going out, or did you stay? home oh i went out yeah we went, to, went to different like frat parties okay. we were trying to but as a freshman you have to like get in yeah. right so i i luckily was like friends with a bunch of girls on my floor and since, how did like, that happen you've only been there for two days well no we we're all on the same floor we were doing the you same just, little okay. bonding activities and so you know we'd see go, going to those bonding activities actually pay it off it's a good group you know we had a good floor yeah. nice nice people we had a good so when i moved there it was uh, building 60 because uh, I went in the summertime uh, before football in Building 60. So the student apartments are on like the outskirts of campus. So it's still technically on campus, but they have kitchens and stuff. So you don't have to have the meal plan. So it's only normally reserved for uh, like juniors and above. But because I was going to summer classes, I got to live there. And then I kind of got nice. grandfathered into staying in the student apartments. Awesome. So as a freshman, I was in the student apartments. Um, but I remember it, our building was Building 60. So like you had your floor. Yeah. Well, in the student apartments, you had your building. Nice. Uh, and like building, like that's where I met some people I'm like still super close with to this day was that first semester, summer semester in building 60. And everyone from all the other buildings would come down to building 60 to put, and we're like, get the fucking 39, get the fuck get out, out of here. here. Get out of here. You're not on fucking 60s this level. Is, yeah. So you guys, you have this super cool floor, a lot of attractive women on there. And you're like, hey, we're going to parties. Let's go. And it was an interesting, it was a d- diverse group. We yeah. had, it was an honors dorm that I somehow got roped into. Hey. So there were a bunch of like, like a buddy of mine who, you know, does, I don't know, like molecular engineering for the government or something right now. Like he's, he's, you know, he's we'll a genius. Name out. Yeah. 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 He, um, he was on the floor. Okay. And, but then also like, you and know. And it's all freshmen, right? It's all freshmen. God. So yeah, I remember going out and... I didn't even put this as one of the stories. I know. That's, we'd, I told you we'd find some. We'd find one. I remember being in a frat house and finding someone from like my orientation group yeah. that's in the music program. I'm like, hey. And I'm. I, this is the first time I'm like drunk yeah. ever. Your first time ever. And I remember... <laughs> I re- and you know I think everyone on my floor kind of knew I was sort of new to drinking. Yeah, so they were they were like they were like this guy's fun, but like let's 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 make let's sure. Keep an eye. Yeah, and I remember uh, about about to like I was about to leave and go to someone else's place without them all. Yeah, and they were all like, "What? Do you, like, no, you're staying with us." And I was like, "Okay," and then I just left. And then they were like calling me. You walked on them. I walked on them and they were calling me. And I was, I think I was at some girl's place. Ooh. And, and I remember leaving. And I don't remember. Her place? Yeah, like that night. And yeah. they, like they found me. They're like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm at this dorm. And they're like, they, they came and they're like, we need to make sure he's okay. Oh my God. Yeah, that's it so was sweet. really sweet. That's incredibly wholesome. And uh, normally stories end like I was naked and getting arrested by the cops out well, on the street. I don't remember and- anything about the people I was like with. And, but I just remembered the name because they all just made fun of me. Because after they were like walking me home and I was just like, Tina, man. <laughs> they're all like, who's Tina? And next I was like, I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, I don't know someone. I don't remember what she looked like. God. And nothing happened either. You were just so drunk. I was just, just like, oh, I was just like, oh, let's go. And then like, I think I was in another dorm and the person in the dorm was like, do you live here? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just walked out and then they found, and then we all walked home. Wow, that's crazy. And I think that was the first time I was like, got drunk. That's college. I'm like, this is college. I remember my, I think it was my sophomore year. It must've been my, because I think I was still playing football, but I remember I was being, I was at a house party and I got hammered. Oh yeah. And there was this girl there that was, that I had a crush on and we were like talking the whole night. Okay. And then at one point I remember 
I like I because my problem like I don't make moves like you can ask Tracy we didn't kiss until like the fifth date like I don't I'm just not a move guy because I, I don't know what it is I was raised around women or I'm just too respectful or I'm just scared I don't know what it is but I just don't oh, you're just waiting for like the right signs yeah and sometimes you don't see them for and a while I, yeah and I'm yeah. obsessed with like romantic comedies and like romance like I'm a hopeless romantic so I'm always like I am oh too. no it's got to be perfect yeah like oh I'll know yeah I'll know when it's yeah right. exactly so yeah. you understand me. and then it's like oh this maybe I'm like no I'm not not doing anything. Not, not right now. Not ready. Not I remember ready. one time I went on a, a walk around Central Park with a girl. This was after Savannah and I broke up. And uh, it was like our second or third date. And she was like, when do you like kiss? <laughs> and I was like, happen? when it's time, like when I feel it, that's when. How about that? But uh, this girl, she's like, oh, I'm going to leave. And I was like, okay, let's get out of here. Because okay. everyone on the team used to make fun of me that I would never make moves. And they'd be like, just fucking go for it, dude. Especially on the football team. Yeah. yeah. So she was like, oh, I'm going to get out. I'm going to leave. And I was like, all right, yeah, let's get out of here. And I remember getting in her car and she's like, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go meet my boyfriend at my apartment. And I was like, <laughs> womp, womp. but being because I'm very comfortable around women because I was raised around women. Yeah. So I my response was, let's fucking go see him. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's meet him. Like, we'll keep this what's party his, going. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> yeah, I was like, let's keep this party going. And then we got to her place and I remember sitting on the couch. And was it like, just the three of you? It was just me and her because he was meeting her there. Oh, oh and okay. I was like sitting on the couch. And so in hindsight, I'm like, maybe she called him and was like, maybe it was her ex or something. And she's like, Hey, this fucking drunk football players, like won't leave me alone. But in my head, I thought we were like, have like, like let's have a hang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought we were hanging out. And I just remember waking up off their couch and it was like six in the morning. And I was on the couch, and I remember just waking up. I put flip-flops on that were hers because they weren't Ooh. mine because they were way too small. Yeah, I bet. And I just walked out the front door, keys, wallet, cell phone, did that little thing, and then just started walking <laughs> and just walked and walked. And I was so hungover, and I found an ABC liquor store, but it was a Sunday. And so I was like, I guess I'll just wait here till they open, get a little hair of the dog, and get home. Wow. And then the cops showed up, and they were like, hey, where are you <laughs> – so I say all that to say, like, yours was happy. Oh, like, yours yeah. was like, hey, let's go get John. We'll make sure he's okay. I think most of my... Mine was not that experience. The craziest of my stories are probably happy or... That's awesome. Just uneventful. Or yeah. just like, yeah, it was chill. Like, nothing happened. We hung out. We hung out. I We got hammered. And but we just it, went to bed. It's funny, though, because sometimes people are like, oh, that doesn't make for good podcasting. In my experience, that makes for great podcasting because a lot of my stories and a lot of the guests I've had on the stories end and like... Like I said, like the cops showing up or me walking down I-95 in Florida from a strip club, drunk out of my mind, wearing no shoes, Damn. just walking down the interstate, interstate and the cops being like, hey, you can't walk out here, dude. This is the interstate. So it's fun to hear someone be like, no, it was actually a lot of fun. It was actually a pretty cool time. <laughs> well, I feel like, um, I, you know, performers, we kind of have these tendencies to yeah. get like obsessive about things. Yeah, and yeah. I definitely have had it in me to like probably make a bunch of mistakes but i always sort of just i i probably go months without drinking yeah and then if you know when i'm back into it i kind of hit a, a spot where i'm like oh okay i'm good for a, i'm good for a while you gotta stop for a little yeah bit. i just stop myself somehow. yeah most of the time performers and artists are naturally inclined to addict behavior oh for sure i mean we're doing we're perfecting our well that's what we have to be hours. because of what yeah. we do so so I wanted to ask you about yes. Senior Crawl. Oh, Senior Crawl was a great time. So this is at Ohio State? This is at Ohio, the Ohio State, State. The Ohio State University, TM. And I was student teaching. Okay. So I was teaching in a high school and a middle school in Columbus City Schools. So I'm on a different schedule than the rest of the students. Yeah. So Because they're doing classes like Wednesday to Friday. or Yeah, like they're Tuesday randomly doing classes. Yeah. I'm Monday through Wednesday. That yeah. I'm teaching at 7.30 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went in. And shout out to Mark, my cooperating teacher. Shout out, Mark. Shout out. He was like, um, he said, hey, like, uh, I, I heard a senior crawl today. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's today. I think after. What is senior crawl? It's, there's a bunch on, there's a. Explain it for the listeners. There is a strip called High Street. There's this a big major street in, in Columbus. Columbus. And all these bars are giving either free or very cheap drinks to seniors. And we all have these white shirts that say we're seniors. Yeah. 
and we just go crazy. Okay, and then, but you, this is on a Monday, I'm assuming? This is on a Monday, or you, something like that. Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday? Yeah. And you have to work. So I'm working, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna join them at, you know, four, and he just went. Oh my God, but that's the whole senior call, that's well, the whole day. He went, he let me go home. He immediately, like, he was like, hey, just go home. Yeah. And then and then kind of so like- your wink. co-teacher, was he, like, he's a full-time- He's a full-time, so you know, done 50, 60-year-old teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, and so, God, this is insane to me, because Columbus obviously is a college town, so he's like, 50 years old he's like hey john isn't it senior crawl today <laughs> or maybe i said oh it's senior crawl i'm gonna go later and and you know i i'm i'm not the person to be like can i leave yeah, i would never I'm the same, yeah. so he was he was like all right like let's let's do first period let's teach like wind ensemble or whatever yeah. and then go and then he's like and call the other cooperating teacher dustin let him know and I let him know. I said, "Hey, I'm doing. Uh, Mark let me out early. I'm doing senior crawl." And he's like, "And I was supposed to go to his school the next day." And he's like, "Don't come in tomorrow." <laughs> I was like, "You two are the best people ever." That's awesome. So that was it. Started. So I'm calling my friend Jenny. What time is this? this is gonna be like this eight is like in the morning. nine? Yeah, because yeah. you only did one period. I did one period. And I'm like, I'm free. I'm doing. We're doing the whole thing. We're doing the whole thing. And the plan was from the beginning that that night at like nine or ten p.m. There was this D'Angelo tribute show. Okay. And it was like farther down High Street. So the plan was to make our way down the whole day drinking and then God, go to the show. Twelve hours of drinking. So that was the plan. I remember. You keep saying plan, so I have a feeling something happened. Yeah, so I go, I, we go, we go to my shout out to Jenny. We go to friends Jenny's house. Shout out Jenny, and we just pound like barefoot pink moscato. Like it's in the house. Come on, John. And we're just that's how it started. Yeah, and we're like, all right, we're ready. Time to go to the first bar. It's a place called Cazuelas. We're all having beer. Cheers. Awesome to senior crawl. I nail the top of her beer, mm. so it overflows, Foams, and she has yeah, to. Yeah. And but instead of that, it just explodes and exploded oh. on someone. And uh, like on someone that's not in the group. Yeah, yeah. And we were just like, oh my God. So, so that's how we're starting. That's not a good omen. And it was, it, yeah. What? Okay. So we, we kept going and I just have never been this drunk before in my entire how life. How long? So you get there around like 930 in the morning. How long does it take for you to be like, oh, fuck. By, I'm by 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. I like, am oh, shit. beyond wasted. Yeah. And we end up at like a pool hall a mile away from the from, really? the from high street. Yeah, yeah. We're like, <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing here? And then, how did you get there? I don't. We walked. Yeah. Just kept and going. Uh, there were, we had like pictures of beer, and then we were like, okay, guys, we need to pace ourselves if we're gonna get to the D'Angelo show. So let's like just hammer it at two o'clock. We gotta pace ourselves, you guys. We gotta like, we gotta. So we're like, okay, let's go back to Jenny's apartment. Yeah. And let's all take a little rest. And then we'll be good. So they're all, they all go back, you know, take their shoes off, same clothes, just chilling on the couch. Yeah. I am so, when I'm tired or drunk, like I, I just feel it very intensely. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to sleep. I go up into someone's bedroom that's not at in Jenny's there. At Jenny's apartment. At Jenny's, I think Jenny's room. And I just okay. take like shoes and socks, take like my pants off and just, and get in the bed and I sleep in the bed. And they're all like, what is wrong with you? They're like, oh, he's, he's taking a, like, we're like, we're going to chill for two hours. You're taking a nap. You're taking a nap. You're, no, you're taking a bed. You're I'm taking going a bed. bed. Yeah. And I was like, I'll be fine after. So hours later, I just hear like. Was a, it two hours later? Did they wake you up? It was probably more than that. Yeah, I was gonna and say. And I just hear like a warm voice being like, "John, you should really. We're, we're gonna start to wake up." And I was like, "Fuck no, I'm not going." She's like, "We have to go to D'Angelo show." And I was like, "Fuck D'Angelo." And they're like, <gasps> and I'm like, "I, I no, I'm sorry." Who's D'Angelo. Oh, he's like one of the best like R and B you know okay. soul artists that's of what, all that's time. What I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Great artist. Anyways, uh, and a bunch of our friends were playing in that show. Yeah. So we're like, it's going to be great. So what happened? So she goes out. They're all chilling, smoke, uh, passing passing a joint on the, the stoop. Yeah. And, and she goes out and she's like, guys, John's not doing well right now. We need to like really ease him into Back it. Back into getting up. And I, so I go out and they're all like, hey, buddy, we're going to oh, get. Oh, so you got up. I got up and I'm like, guys, I'm going home. And they're all like. No, like don't go home. Senior crawl. Senior crawl, man. Like D'Angelo. We gotta go to the D'Angelo show. And I was like, guys, I feel like shit. I'm not doing it. And one of the one of the guys I remember was like just and I I barely smoked weed. Yeah. And he, I, I knew we saw we all we all saw where this was going. John. And he was like, just smoke this joint. Just just take one one hit. 
and just chill, and then you can leave. You can leave if you want to. But you're not but gonna you, but, want to. But you just hit this joint. So I hit it, and I'm just silent for like, my head's down, I'm silent for like five minutes, I hear all this talking, and then my head perks up and I go, let's roll. <laughs> and so we go, we get Raisin Canes. Yeah! We, I know uh, Raisin Canes. Oh, we went to like, three bars before the show. So you were back. We were back. You were back. I was they back. They were already They there. were already there. I, You're back. And then we went to the show. I remember dancing like a complete idiot. And then we went to bars after. God, what and a little it, bit of weed can do. And it was the most I've ever drank. And I think... Uh, and the, my cooperating teacher called me the next day because he knew I wasn't coming in. Yeah, because he, he told told me at to, like yeah. five or so. And he's like, how you doing? And I was just like... <laughs> and he's so, like... We're, so by Wednesday, are you like... Because back then, we could recover a lot faster. No, so, I like, was you're out Tuesday. Wednesday, are you, like, still hurting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, like, the kids, kids, I mean, they don't know things for sure, but they have a sense of things. Yeah. They're like, why are you mean today, Mr. Weisbrot? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> don't fucking worry about why <laughs> play I'm your, mean. Play your scales. I wanted to ask you about the jazz dirty hang. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? Uh, every we were, uh, we were in this jazz ensemble. We were pretty cool. And <laughs> this is back in college, right? Yeah, we'd play these concerts, and after every concert, we'd have a uh, a party. Yeah. And sometimes it was big, sometimes it was chill. So we Where's just, the party at? Is it at the place where you played, or is it One at... person's apartment. Okay. So usually we'd so have... you leave the venue and I'll go back to a place? we leave the venue. If anyone has family there, we go and we get like dinner with our parents. Okay. And then we all meet at, at the Dirty Okay, hang. so this is the ensemble. So you're not doing gigs like... This isn't like John and the Projectors kind of gigs. This no. Is like this is like the, the Ohio State Jazz yeah. Ensemble. Yeah. And... University uh, TM. TM. And so, yeah, I mean, sometimes they, they didn't happen, but I remember this one in particular, uh, there was one person in the band that was an ex of mine Yeah, and it, it didn't end well, you know, it was, it was a bad one and artists, people didn't really, you know, people weren't that hot on her cause they heard about what happened. Oh, was this the one you wrote the cheating songs about? No. Okay. Funny enough. <laughs> I've, I've made great decisions and, <laughs> uh, I remember them saying like, Maybe let's not invite her. Like let's 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 like you oh, know to the party. Yeah, like let's just not like or like you know. But she knows there's a party after everything. Not for sure, but yeah, like let's not make it obvious. Yeah, yeah. And I think they were just being my my buddies too because yeah. it was like a hard. It was, back, it was a bad one. Yeah. And so fuck her. We're at yeah. <laughs> we're at these. <laughs> we're we're at one of my one of my dude's apartments and. We're there, we're drinking, we're having a good time. And then in the back, everyone's like smoking a ton of weed. Yeah. Not me. And at the time. And she shows up and what? she's hammered. And then she's trying to I like. Just wanna suck I just want to. And then she starts flirting with like all these other dudes. In front of you. Yeah. On purpose. I don't know. Well, it was on purpose. Who knows? I do. I'm telling you. <laughs> it was on purpose. I'll give the benefit of the doubt. But. I remember one of the one of the guys just being like, "Yo, this girl's too drunk. Let's let's." And he was kind of like the he was a year. What old. year are you at this point? I'm either a sophomore or junior. Okay, okay. And he was kind of like the dad of the group. And yeah. He was like, "I'll just walk her home." And I don't know if they got all the way there or something, but apparently outside she called her parents in New Jersey. What? And she was like, "I don't know. I'm drunk." And then the guy was like, "Hey, my name's this." We're just making sure she gets home safe. We were just drinking after Jazz Ensemble concert. Like, you know, if you want FaceTime, if you want it, like, you know, let's yeah. just, you know, we're just making sure everyone gets home safe. Well, uh, her parents call the cops from New Jersey. And we're all mostly 19, 20 year olds. Yeah. So we get a knock Underage, on, we get yeah. a knock on the door and there's like a crap ton of weed in the back. Yeah. Which is super illegal. Which is in super Ohio. illegal in Ohio. Still to this day, it's super illegal To this day. I have a friend who's going through that right now. And someone's like, it's the cops. And we're like, what? Like, there's only like 20 people here. Yeah. It's not crazy. And we're like, oh my God. So we all hide in the closet. What? <laughs> there's two closets in the back room. We all, almost everyone hides in the closet except for one of my friends, like this, this like skinny, yeah. scrawny white guy, tall white guy. And, but then the, the dad of the group is like, I'll handle this. And he was. So he walked the other girl home, came back. And, and then the cops came. Yeah. And he was there and he's like, let me take care of it. So he was like, he was like, what can I do? What can I, how can I help you, officer? No, you can't come in, you know, doing all yeah. that. 
And he he was, you know, he's a black guy. And he was like, why are you harassing? Like, he started giving this, like, impassionate speech. And that, that you know, about, like, you know, why are you doing this? We're just, there's we're not disturbing anybody. We're fine. Yeah. And we're all just fucking hiding in these closets. So what happened with the cops? So he, the, he t- talked him out. What? He, he left. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. And That's we, awesome. We all got out of the closet. And my friend's still there with a joint in his hand. And we go, dude. Why and the door was open like the cop probably yeah. could have seen him just like oh hey man yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're like what would have you what, what what would you do if the cop came in and I'll still I always rem- uh, my friend reminded me but it was like almost from a movie he's like man I'd ask him if he wanted a hit oh, <laughs> we're like God. you're a fucking idiot yeah that's actually because I have a friend of mine who bought weed legally in Indiana yeah got pulled over in Ohio and is now going through a hell Fuck. of a fucking situation yeah. because it's illegal in Ohio super legal so even though. He bought it in a state where it's legal at a dispensary, fully legal. He is now facing like charges and like going through all this shit because he got pulled over in Ohio. And it's like, so your friend to be like, oh, whatever, man, like we're just smoking. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, uh, we have time for one more story. I wanted to ask you about the RNC. Now, this is a gig story. Yeah. You were like, you have to ask me about the RNC. Yeah. So um, that's the Republican National the Republican Convention. National Convention. The greatest national convention. It's a great place. It's a great place. They, the best place, some would say. The they best. love when the jazz combo plays. Jazz combo, the greatest jazz. So, so what happened? This is the professor that wrote the jazz uh, yeah, show. Yeah, for, for Ohio and State. He's probably the most progressive old man I've ever met. He yeah. wrote the music for the Martin Luther, uh, when the Martin Luther King uh, monument got unveiled in D.C. Like yeah. He wrote the, whole, the music for that entire oh, event. Wow. And they fucking called him. The RNC called. The him. RNC called. Like, hey, we need one a jazz combo. And he was like, No. Yeah. Oh, really? And he's like, Okay. And and then he was, you know, a lot of times they call the head of the program. They'll get the professors to do it. And he's like, Let's get the fucking students to do it. So he's the head of the program. He's the head of the program at the time. He retired my second year. Yeah, because then you ended up doing the thing for. Yeah. And so they call him because he's the head of the program at the time. Yeah. And they're like, hey, the RNC wants how many people? Is it a trio? Uh, I think one, two, uh, quintet, five. Okay. So they go, we want five people to play a jazz combo. Yeah. And, and then th- instead of him being like, I'll get the professors to do it, he's like, actually, fuck them. We'll get the students we'll to do We'll get the students it. to do it. So how did you get picked? I, You're just that A guy good. couldn't. I would, no, I, not at the time. I was 18. It was my first year. It was my first gig in Ohio. Yeah. And I guess there was a trumpet player that was pretty good, and he couldn't do it. And they're like... Let's get that freshman to do it with you. He knows a bunch of tunes. And you're, what are you playing? I'm playing saxophone. We're playing like jazz standards. Tenor. Tenor. Better than alto. It's, yeah. My tenor's broken right now, but it's fine. So wait, so what are you doing? So you guys. So we're, we're at. How the, does this happen? Are you like excited? Like what's going on? What's I'm, going ex- I'm excited. This is my first gig. And it's what with, year is this? This is 2014. So you get to go see the man. No, no. It was before him. Oh, okay. When was he? 16? Yeah. Okay. Or 18. 18? I don't know. When was the last election? I don't know. 2020 no, was the last 2020, election. 2020, yeah. So 2016 is when So this was 14. Out. Okay. Yeah. So this is like a prime, you know, midterm. Yeah, yeah. yeah midterm. midterm yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, it's at a hotel. Oh my God. I'm playing with the best kids in school. Awesome. Like the weirdest, whitest, you know, it's all yeah. the senator. Yeah. It's the Republican it's, National I remember, And then now, and I wasn't very politically aware, but kind of remembering the faces now, I was like, I think that was like I know Ron Paul. I yeah, think that yeah, was yeah. Mitch McConnell. Like, I was like, yeah. what the fuck? And were you crushing? Were you just like, no one gave a shit. I mean, it's like, you know, this is very like. Trust me, I know. The listeners, know, I just did that show in Philly to 150 people that weren't even listening. It's, I mean, it and was. I'm not, I don't play, and I'm saying jokes into a microphone and no one's yeah, listening. Yeah, well, that one, you know, they should listen. You know, it's yeah. there for, this is like, we're kind of background music, but yeah, it just, nobody cared. I remember going to the bathroom and hearing these guys like talk while like, you know, going yeah. and they were, uh, they were saying, yeah, there's like this pipeline and we're trying to get them the fuck out. Like I, yeah, I yeah. and then like weeks later, it's that yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. So it was just so fucking bizarre. 
And yeah, it's a weird, it's it was, a weird shadow government. We but live then under. I was just like, gig, my first one. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was. Well, it's interesting too because when you're younger, and I mean, you know this from all the performances you do. Sometimes you'll just take gigs because you're like, they're gigs. We're they're supposed gigs. to do them. It pays. And then you show up and you're like, the fuck am I doing here, man? I mean, one of them on the list is that I snuck. I had to sneak into a corporate gig because they yeah. didn't pay insurance on the on the equipment, and the instruments. So some guy met us outside of whatever building it was. It's like a giant company like yeah. huge and they were like hey um we need to wait till the guards change for you to for you to come in because they already saw you and they're not they're not allowed to have a band i'm like what is this fucking mission impossible That's hilarious. yeah and yeah it's were just, you able to get in yeah like hours late God. <laughs> and they were like can you start right now and i was like they have to they have to set up i can play I can, solo saxophone you want to hear some sax and they were like yeah tenor sax and i'm like this is kind of lame but okay and you know what it, it was fine gig it paid but like what? God, that's people insane. just don't think about stuff. Hell no. People are some people are. I say it all the time. It's a line from Men in Black. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals. Oh, the worst. Plug everything one more time. John the Projectors. J O N A N D T H E Projectors. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok and streaming platforms soon. At John Wise brought music. Do you have any albums out? No, <laughs> I really should. You got some coming. Yeah, we got we. Got, I have some. I have some singles that's like, oh, yeah, that are close, yeah, and yeah. then I have we're working on a bunch right now. Because yeah, I have a uh, Joe Dorville, friend of the show, been on a bunch. He uh, he just releases his own his own albums. Like, that, he does that's it, cool. Yeah, he does I should it, do that. He does it through like different platforms, but like it's like how people do a podcast. You go to Buzzsprout, you put in your podcast stuff, and then it just uploads it to all the podcasting things. You can do that with music. Yeah, DistroKid. Yeah, yeah, did, that's what he used. DistroKid. Distro Kid. the one. It's a good one. It's oh, a good man. one. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening at Brennan T. Comedy on all social media. BrennanTComedy.com. Got some dates coming up at Broadway Comedy Club and Greenwich Village Comedy Club here in New York City. So check out the website. Yes. And we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you. Boom, baby. <laughs>